0: Welcome to... (laughs) You gave yourself (laughs) the...
1: To Under the
0: School Bus Podcast.
1: (laughs) Today, we are here to talk about mm, probably the end of our careers. (laughs) (laughs) It's the end of the world. Uh, We're here to talk about making mountains out of molehills, basically, and how much I dissent.
2: We dissent.
1: We dissent. K-Dub, do you want to start?
2: Sure. So I received a little email on Friday, just yesterday, from Sydney Dixon, who is the state superintendent, that went out to all LEA heads. And that means basically all the superintendents of school, school districts in the state. And because we're charter school, I, we're our own LEA. So I got it. And I would just like to read to you a section of it and why, and you'll understand probably why we're really frustrated. I'm writing to alert you of a practice that is emerging in some of our classrooms around asking students questions that are not in keeping with federal and state statute. The practice of having students fill out information as an exercise of getting to know them is commendable. I applaud and support the efforts of our teachers to get to know their students and build relationships as an essential companion to learning. However, we are seeing some questions pop up, particularly in the high school setting that cross the lines of what is aligned with law. For example, when determining a student's request to use a different name or pronoun in school, educators must consider the rights of the student's parents or guardians. And then she quotes the, or lists the statute 62A, 4A 201. While teachers may be asking about pronouns in the spirit of being inclusive, it may result in unintended consequences. USBE will be addressing guidance for understanding gender identity to better support students in standards and assessment committee meeting on September 3rd. In the meantime, it would be prudent, all in bold, to guide your teachers to not include preferred pronouns and associated questions on a getting to know you questionnaire. We will provide you with an official update after board meeting. So guess what we do? (laughs) (laughs) Guess what I did the day before this email came out? I created a Google form with one question that I sent to every student in our entire school that said, what is your preferred? <laughs> I didn't say preferred. I said, what are your pronouns? That's right. Because it's it's not preferred.
0: This Because saying preferred implies that it's not legitimate. Yeah. So you just say, what are your pronouns?
2: Yep. What are your pronouns? I sent it out to every student in the entire school. And I told them that I would put it in the notes section on their Aspire account so that other te- all the teachers would have access to that because... It's hard for us sometimes as teachers, and we want to make sure that we're being respectful and not asking the kid nine million times and not screwing it up. And so that's why we came up with that system of just asking all the kids up front and putting it in their profile so that that way all the teachers know and it's a done deal. And it's not an issue every single class and every single time you talk to a student of like, okay, wait, which pronoun again? Because it is. it, it, it The kids, when you mess it up, it's really hurtful hurtful to the kid and teachers don't mean to be and so i ask
0: well and there's such a massive misunderstanding about the difference between sex gender Sexuality and gender expression. And all of those things are fluid and can change. Gender expression is just how you're presenting and how you want to be, like how you present yourself to the world. It has nothing to do with sex. It has nothing to do with sexuality. It's just how you present. And part of that is how you are called. And the thing that bothers me so much about this, aside from all of the obvious bullshit, is that her email says, well, while teachers may be asking about pronouns in the spirit of being included, it may result in unintended consequences. And I'm like, unintended consequences for whom? Because if you don't ask, that could result in some unintended consequences that are really, really dire for that child. But I feel like she's saying unintended consequences for the teacher in terms of having a job or getting sued from parents or whatever. I do not think that they're worried about the kid. I think that they're worried about the parent. And uh, I don't know, it just,
1: it, I, it makes me sick to my stomach. I know that they're absolutely worried about the parent because you can tell where this all came from. Did we talk about the Utahns against Common Core last time?
0: I don't think we went into detail.
1: So we have this awesome group in our state called the Utahns against Common Core. And what they are doing right now is basically a witch hunt. Like I'm just waiting. I honestly feel
2: like I taught English. I taught the Crucible. I taught McCarthy or politics um, as part of that. And I feel like I'm living... What I taught. I feel like it is absolutely like McCarthyism, seeking out the communists, and Mm I don't know. But we're seeking out any liberal educators... And hanging them out to dry, and they're losing their jobs, and they're putting them on blast on Facebook, mm-hmm. and making their lives literally hell.
0: Right, and again, it goes back to people who are not in the classroom are the ones making the judgments, the one making the laws, and the ones on the witch hunt when they like genuinely do not know what's happening in there.
1: So basically, their leader is on has gotten herself voted onto the state board of education, and so she is easily able to bring these issues to people power and authority yeah and
2: the other lovely piece of that is she is now because she's part of the board she's
1: Sydney Dixon's boss. Yeah. And I, from what I understand, they have a lot in common and agree with each other on a lot of topics. I can see that they have posted something about when you have kids in these classrooms that are getting these questions asked that they're supposed to either record them or if they get a, well, probably you might be the next person that gets that questionnaire put on blast on on this great thing and they just are making teachers lives a living hell and it's on top of everything that we have to deal with as far as keeping our students safe as far as COVID and as far as going back and forth between online and teaching hybrid and teaching in person and all the hell that we've been through and we're absolutely worn ragged and done now all on top of it we have these I'm gonna just go with uninformed (laughs) right wing people that think that just because they are kids, they have a right to education. That means that they have a right to determine what the public education is. And then I think that there's a huge difference. I have a right to get educated. Yes. But if I'm going to a public education place, I don't get to determine and decide what it is that we're that we're educating.
0: Right. Parents can decide which school to send their kid to. If they want them to go to public school or private school or homeschool, of course parents can make that decision. Absolutely. But that's because that's within their realm of, like, that's their stewardship. That's what they're over. But once you decide to go to public school, you have to understand that you're now dealing with every other parent's opinion as well. So you don't get to march in and make your opinion about your kid the standard for every everyone and that that uh, law that was referenced in the email we read it that law is just about yes parents if you're in good standing you're a decent human you know whatever you're capable of taking care of your kids then you should be able to take care of your kids and determine how they're raised and determine how they're disciplined and you know yada 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 and in the same breath kids who are abused or are neglected or not taken care of also have a right to have good parents none of that has anything to do with what the board has requested and Talk like going back to the parental rights your right as a parent is to decide where you send your kid to school it's not to march in the room and then to make demands about what can and cannot be talked or what can and cannot be done within the walls of that school there's way too many opinions that would be like in that in that arena and we all know what opinions are everybody has one and everybody has an asshole so it doesn't matter like yours is not better than anybody else's and if you're concerned that much
2: about your kid don't send them to a public school I feel like the other thing that's frustrating to me about this is they're demonizing all teachers. And you know, there's so many issues that they're bringing up that are not issues. And I think I mentioned this before, there already are laws and ethical rules that teachers must follow and they can lose their license for crossing lines as far as promoting political ideas over one over the other or religions or being discriminatory or all of those things. There's already laws in place. Teachers already are following those and they pick out the one situation where it went wrong because Hey, it happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we people make bad decisions. In the news recently, there's been a teacher in Lehigh that went off on her class. I mean, you never know like what prompted that or the hours and hours of picking and mm-hmm. harassment that she got from her students to get her to that point. Or if maybe she, it is just the way that she handles herself and it's not professional and she lost her job. You know, based on the things that were said, yeah, that's not appropriate. But this is one teacher out of
1: thousands, mm-hmm. thousands of teachers in the state. And who knows how much harassment she's gotten. She was in a very conservative area of the state. She obviously has liberal leading um, ideas. And if you're being inundated with kids just repeating their parents rhetoric rhetoric or ideals over and over and over again without them actually knowing the facts behind them that's going to drive you nuts. And I'm not making excuses for her. I do know also that on the post of asking parents to send in these questionnaires. It happens to say that, as on the um, thread, said, my son got one. I will post a picture. It was from a science teacher who is also the LGBT club teacher. She has a pride flag hanging in her room. A club based on your sexuality in high school seems outrageous to me. (laughs) And they took a picture. So I'm assuming that this might be the same teacher that ended up getting fired and if she knew and was informed that this had reached the Utahns Against Common Core page, she might have gone into school already really frustrated about it.
2: The issue that I have too is like you said, we've already been through so much in the last year and a half. And then to also then be terrified that something that you say, anything you could say could be taken out of context or whatever and thrown up on social media. I mean, it's bullying. It's Mm -hmm. flat out. It's all the things that we are supposed to be helping our students understand not to do. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. And the fact that it's being the fact that it's being championed and led by a school board member is just appalling to me. I I just can't, I can't. And I mean, a perfect example of like, how easily you can come under fire. We, we got blasted, our school got blasted on Facebook, because there was a big to do about a sharps sharp survey, which is a survey that um, is a national survey that asks students questions about risk drug use, home life, lots of things, mental health. Um, and it's really just trying to like figure out what, what areas we need to focus on as far as risk and prevention. And you have to have parent permission, explicit parent permission for the students to participate in that survey. And so it was all over Utahns Against Common Core about like, hey, the survey is going out, make sure that you opt out, make, make sure that you don't give permission. And we had sent out a information about a school climate survey that was required by the state. We sent it out um, and in that survey, Survey, the parents had to opt the kid out. It wasn't asking specific information about their own personal, like, um, you know, family or drug use and that kind of stuff. It was just about school climate and whether or not they felt safe at school. So the parents had to actively opt their kid out or their kid would just take this this survey. Well, we got blasted on Facebook because someone confused that survey with the SHARP survey and said, well, some schools are sending out permission slips that say that you have to opt out, not give express permission. And then I got a call from the state. And then I had to like figure out what had happened and spend an entire day trying to resolve that issue, call the state back. And then the SHARP survey, people also got contacted and contacted me and were like trying to figure out what had happened. And I hadn't even... I hadn't even received permission slips from the SHARP survey people or hadn't even started that process. And then it totally messed up our whole SHARP survey process because they mm-hmm. assumed that we had given them. It was a mess. It was a gigantic mess. And it was all because somebody didn't understand what was actually happening and, and just didn't ran bother to ask. didn't bother to ask and just ran and blasted it on Facebook. And then yeah. Natalie Klein right. ran it up to the State Board of Education to like make sure that we were properly handled. Right. And once it was cleared up, no
0: apology. No. No rectification. No publicly saying, hey, we totally missed a- understood everything's fine it just stopped yeah so then there's no like <clears throat> reconciliation
2: no and it if happens. I can get blasted on Facebook for something that small I just right. at this point like I'm terrified about I'm terrified about a podcast I'm terrified about voicing my opinions I'm terrified of like hey responding to Sydney Dixon's email and saying hey um I am following my parents rights in my community because I've had zero complaints and my parents want me to ask so this is a non-issue and I'm going to keep asking well and the
0: other part of the other side of it that's also incredibly frustrating is that if you have political beliefs or moral alignments or whatever that are on the opposite side of that, there is absolutely zero problem with that in the eyes of the state. For example, at a school down in Harriman or something, kids very, very openly wear Trump socks. They have a whole prom dates themed around their Trump flags and openly wear their Trump flags as capes around the school. No consequences. Zero. Zip zilch or people who are part of the conservative religion here who talk about having served missions or reference God or the Lord or prayer or missionaries or whatever. There are zero consequences for that because leadership happens to fall into that same category. There's no consistency. If one side can't say it, the other side can't either. And as of right now, that is not how things are run. Mm -hmm. It's you are only punished. You're only in trouble. You're only having those issues if what you're saying does not align with the personal beliefs of leadership. It's not law that we're
1: talking about here. No, no. Um, as a matter of fact, on when you were bringing that up, someone said, y'all need to start playing the religion slash Christianity card. This LGBT promotion and pronoun garbage is fundamentally against the doctrines of Christ. You don't have to put up with this. It's corrupting kids. Push back and know you're right. Well, I have a problem when when I know that my
2: own daughter's teachers are asking students about, hey, what's the big deal with having missionaries come over to your house? Like, why is that such an issue? I don't really see it as an issue. Why is that a conversation with students? And that's and okay. And nobody
0: would bat an eye about that. No. Because the majority maybe are in that same boat or like, ah, well, whatever. That's just as damaging to somebody and or can be just as damaging to somebody as not honoring their, their their gender expression. Because ultimately what it's coming down to is you're not honoring somebody's experience in the world or honoring their relationships or honoring their journey of self-discovery. When in the history of ever has it been helpful to put somebody down for part of their learning and growing. Just because somebody identifies or wants to, you know, try out a new name or try out a different pronoun in their search for who they are, it very well might stick and that truly might be their experience. And they really could be transgender and more power to them in that journey of self-discovery and finding the courage to like come out and experience the world in a whole new way. Like that's a really, really big deal. And you also have kids that are still just kind of trying to figure it out. So they're just trying it on to see how it feels. And it may or may not stick but you can't hold people accountable for a decision as a teenager that may or may not stick and then put laws in place and punish people when this is literally what teenagers are supposed to be doing is trying things on figuring things out trying to figure out where they fit in the world and when all of a sudden that can't be a part of their relationships within school because it might make somebody's
1: mom uncomfortable like (laughs) come on well and I just think about my history of bullying and I was bullied because I I go by she her <laughs> just in case anybody was wondering my pronouns and i've always had short hair i've always dressed more like a boy than like i always wore boy clothes but when someone asked me if i were if i was a boy or a girl or if someone uh accidentally said excuse me sir it really did a lot of damage and caused me a lot of shame. And if someone would have started the school year by saying, hey, what are your preferred pronouns to everyone? It would have cleared a lot of things up for a lot of people.
0: Well, and the other part of that is
1: clear as kind, right? Clear as kind,
0: unclear as unkind. Thank you, Miss Brené. <laughs> but the other part of that too, is you don't even have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, we need to stop acting like parents are more scared of these things than what their kids are actually experiencing. And the bottom line is, if I misgender someone, if I say she, immediately they or their friends or all of it are going to correct me. Oh, actually, it's I go by they, them. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Like, you don't even have to ask. The point of asking, first of all, the majority of teachers that do ask, it's a private interaction. It's fill out this form. I'm the only one that gets it. Or, you know, fill out this survey it's not like a class discussion where we all go around. Maybe it could be but it's generally volunteered by the students. Teachers aren't going around crying into private information in their kids. And if you misgender someone, my experience has been that they will correct you and then you carry on because life is normal and speaking of making mountains out of molehills, these are such tiny little things that you can do that really truly make a massive difference for that kid. Because if that kid knows that you honor them and respect them in their journey, they're going to come to your class and they're going to learn but if they come to your class and they know for a fact that you're going to misgender them you're going to use their dead name you don't respect what they're going through you have lost them as a student you just have what's her name Rita who says every kid needs a champion
1: oh rest, rest in peace Rita uh, Pearson yeah
0: Rita Pearson says kids learn from people they like part of liking someone part of having that relationship is respecting the, that that teenager's journey and I mean, we've had teachers in the past that were known for not respecting that and even Though that they were, you know, an expert in their field, it didn't pan out for them because there was no relationship, there was no respect, there was no nothing. And it is a big deal. It is a really big deal to honor these kids. What's happening is it's totally getting flipped and it's becoming this massive issue. And really, it's happening whether you like it or not, and it's happening whether teachers ask or not. So it's not even worth like sending out this big, whole, huge thing to try and silence teachers. I can only imagine what all of the like queer, support Mama Dragons and Encircle House and the Pride Center, I can only imagine what their comments are going to be about this. Do we want to increase teen suicide? I thought we were all working for the opposite. (laughs) Like, I happen to like kids being alive. And when this shit comes down, it's like, you've got to be kidding that this is where the attention is going. When literally the entire education system is on fire and falling apart. There's like no money, major teacher shortage. We have no funding. We're being silenced left and right. And now we can't
2: even bond with the kids. Who are right transitioning or exploring identity? One of the things that one of the big sticking points for Utahns against the common core is social emotional learning and what they don't understand. I think, I think what they think, <laughs> I think what they think. Parents, these parents think that a kid comes to school, it's like business model empty vessel, kid comes to school, opens their brain, you dump the knowledge in, shut the brain, send them home. And that's just not how it works because we're not, we're not a factory. We're dealing with human beings. Mm -hmm. And what they don't understand and what we understand as teachers because we've been doing this forever and because there's research, oodles of research and best practice to back up the teaching practices that we use that say if a kid does not feel safe in your classroom, and that means emotional safety, not just like food and water, but if a kid doesn't have emotional safety, Mm -hmm. they can't learn Mm -hmm. because their brains are too focused on trying to figure out how to feel safe Mm -hmm. and how to like Bring safety to themselves. So, if you've got a kid preoccupied with that, they're not going to learn. So, therefore, they're not going to pass tests. They're not going to do all the things that you're expecting us to do with the kids. So, I'm sorry, but social emotional learning is important. Learning how to regulate your emotions, learning how to deal with anxiety, learning how to manage all of the other stuff in your life is critical to being able to learn, just like it's critical to be able to do a job. Like, if you're not okay mentally and you're not, you can't handle your anxiety, and you can't handle your anger and you go into a job and explode all over, over everybody because you don't have your emotions in check. Guess what? You don't keep stay employed. It's the same thing. We have to these are important skills for our kids to know to be successful in general. Right. And being a high school student being that
0: age is a phase of life. But somebody's identity is not a phase. That's who they are. High school just happens to be a f- a phase they have to process through in their, like you're saying, their confidence, their self-esteem, their self-concept, their idea of who they are and being okay with who they are as they're establishing and solidifying their identity. But who somebody is, is not a phase. High school is a phase. And thank God we all get out of it, (laughs) except for those who teach. (laughs) We stay in it. (laughs) But high school is the phase, not the identity. And I feel like this is really shutting down this opportunity for expression and growth and connecting with self and connecting with others because why we're afraid of it like what are what exactly are we afraid of
2: and I don't know I mean I know that like some of the issue that they have is that like maybe the message is don't like your parents are wrong and what your parents are teaching you is wrong but that's not that's not the case no No one is telling kids I I just don't feel like social emotional learning or any of this is about telling kids what they should believe or where they should be it's about teaching them how to explore their explore their beliefs or or explore explore their own emotions and their own identity I don't think yeah and I don't even know that and when we talk about social emotional learning I don't even know that it's exploring your identity it's just like how to manage it's more about how to manage your emotions yeah and learning how to explore that stuff in a healthy way right like and how to communicate effectively yeah how to have like good relationships with people it's not about like politic it's not about politics at all or religious beliefs there's nothing to do with any of that no and if you
0: even look at the utah curriculum that's around self-esteem and self-concept and you know morals and values a big and i teach those things and a big chunk of what the core curriculum provides says parents are the number one influence on your self-esteem your values your morals your self concept, which is like, duh, because that's the person who's like influencing you from the beginning. And you know, most in most cases, but at a certain point, things change and other things come in and influence it other people come into your life, social media comes into your life, teachers come into your life, boyfriends, girlfriends, partners, all those things now start to influence it. And so parents help build a foundation. But that's just the beginning. That's what the curriculum teaches. That's what the research shows like that. And that's okay. That's good. That's how it should be. Like, if you're going to have a Kid, then yeah you should take responsibility for building that kid's foundation for the majority of you know what they're going to build on but you can't have the expectation that you're also the end-all be-all and that what you've taught them is the only thing that they're ever going to believe and and push forward in their life like I don't know parents have a big important role in their kid's life like nobody is questioning that and nobody wants to take that away like that is the foundation for who we are but if you don't have a good idea of who you are what you believe how you feel that directly impacts everything that you're doing in your future it impacts how you communicate it impacts how you love it impacts how you connect it impacts how you learn and you have to start to figure that out for yourself because you are your own person and that's just part of this journey and nobody wants to take the parents out of the equation nobody wants to do that but parents also have to understand that you are not the entire process you're just the first stepping stone and then your kid figures it out as they go and if you have a healthy relationship they come back to you to say hey I'm learning
2: this or I'm feeling this help me figure it out like that's just and that goes back to your whole thought about like when you talk about parents having control over what happens in the school, we talk about like mm-hmm. who gets to be the parent that decides that, whose right. values are there. And that's why schools are not supposed to have mm-hmm. any of that. We're supposed to present a lot and we are supposed to make sure that every student, every student, not just not just the parents who are loud, but mm-hmm. every student gets the same experience and feels safe and has equity and that there's social justice in our classrooms, Yeah, that all kids are seen and heard and can learn mm-hmm. not just yours right and where do we where do you draw the line I mean I've, we've had parents that are white supremacists who believe that <laughs> Jews legit were legit white yeah. supremacists not, yeah. Like, yeah. not like was like name calling they it, were that it was their religious belief uh-huh. they explained that to me because mm-hmm. they were really frustrated with one of the teachers who was teaching about world war ii and so where do we draw the line because that parent came in and is upset and livid that the teacher's teaching the facts about, and history of World War II that alters from what their beliefs are. So now the teacher, because that parent came in and said something, now we're going to change the whole curriculum because that parent has the right Mm -hmm. and we're going to cite the same law that Sid Dixon cited in her email. That's not no. We wouldn't do that. So our job as educators is to present it all and make sure that everyone's fair and everyone's safe and everybody can learn. And then your job as a parent is to have an open relationship with your child and communicate with them and explain, okay, hey, this this is my viewpoint on this. This is... Is how I want you know think about this mm-hmm. that's what you do as a parent
1: yeah I'm just really having a, <laughs> a, an emotional struggle right now like I just yeah I'm just I think first of all the subject of gen, gender identity hits a nerve with me and it's not because and it I mean in my personal opinion I don't feel like kids should do anything medically before even I'm more conservative than probably you guys <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think you should do anything until you're 30 medically because I don't think you know who you are and we're not done developing until we're in our mid-20s and then even then you still need a few years to double check to make sure that everything... (laughs) Is where you want it to be. But that's not my job to like, that's my opinion. And I don't share that with my students when they tell me that they are transgender. My job is to love them unconditionally for what they're exploring and what they're experiencing at the time that they're with me. And that's what I support is loving your students unconditionally for where they're at.
0: Because the reality is, that it doesn't, it doesn't affect the teacher I can teach you if you're a boy or girl or non-binary or whatever but it makes a world of difference to the kid
1: right and that's what my that's what my job is is to make that kid feel like they're special and that they can do anything that they set their mind to and if they don't feel comfortable with who they are that is their business not mine it's not my opinion it's not anything other than it is my job to love you where you're at right now in your journey and to support that.
0: And by and large, at least at where we teach, the peers are on board with where their peers are. Like the being transgender is a non-issue for our straight kids, our gay kids, our trans kids, our everywhere in between kids. Our students, it's not an it's not an issue. We just don't see that. I totally recognize that other schools is not as a safe space as it is at our school. I mm-hmm. totally get that. I have, you know, lots of kids that felt like they couldn't come out at their previous school because they would have been bullied or, you know, mistreated or whatever. And Luckily for us, we don't experience that. But it, it does help me understand and see that this isn't an issue for the youth. This is an adult issue. Adults are the only ones who care that this is happening. Youth don't care. They're like, oh, whatever. Cool, that's who you are. Awesome, let's carry on. You know, I mean, it's almost just like asking if they're left-handed or right-handed. Do you like Coke or Pepsi? Are you this or that? It's just, it's so normal and natural a part of their growing up. But it's all of the adults who are like, oh. It's like masks. Kids from kindergarten to high school comply. Guess when they don't comply? When their parents are having a panic attack about it. But by and large in schools, the kids aren't the ones complaining and throwing a fit and throwing, you know, parties about cutting and burning masks and, you know, whatever. It's parents doing that. And so I feel like in an effort to, I don't know, pander to the parents, we're doing a massive disservice to the people who are actually impacted by these decisions. And that's, that's a problem. Even nature's pissed. Yeah, (laughs) we're in a (laughs) rainstorm right now. Mother Nature's
1: pissed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just—it's so hard to understand, and it's so hard because we don't ever get the backstory or what. Like, I am beyond curious. What led up to that email getting sent out?
1: Oh, I can tell you. This whole thread on here is the witch hunt of everyone saying, "Oh my gosh, my kid was asked this. Oh my gosh, my kid was asked this too. Oh, this—my kid was asked this question. Oh." Send the a picture. They need the auditors, the Utah audit blah 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 needs to know every single instance because then we can do something about it. And that lady that was fired was targeted in that thread before the other thing happened. Mm, it's terrible. It's horrible. Yeah. So what
2: do we do? That's my 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 concern here. I, I... I can sit. I don't know. I I feel like I'm at a point where it's like I can sit by and continue to let this happen. But at some point, somebody's got to stand up and say this is not okay. Right. Somebody's got to stand up on the other side and say I'm okay with this. Right. Somebody and 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 maybe not in face. Maybe not on Facebook or like in this. Like I don't like this. But no. at least to go to the state board and no. at least to say attend their
0: meeting on September third and make your voice heard. Oh, the Jonas Brothers are in town. Oh shoot, it
2: does conflict with the Jonas
1: Brothers. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, but it, it's... It, it guess is, I'm skipping the Jonas Brothers.
0: <laughs> it is critical to to speak out. Like if you're not okay with this stuff, speak out about it and make people know what's going on. Here's the other thing about it. If I ask, if somebody asks me, what are your pronouns? That is not an instant that I'm like, oh, I've never really thought about that. Hmm, maybe I'm trans. I'm going to say she, her. Right. If I ask a straight dude that's 14 years old, 15 years old, hey, what are your pronouns? He's probably gonna be like, What do you mean?
2: <laughs> or should I bring my 14 year old down and ask him?
0: <laughs> right, exactly! <laughs> Like asking is not the catalyst for them to all of a sudden oh, become yeah. gay that's or what, trans. And that's or... the thing
1: is, I see they say like this is how that it all starts. They put a little idea in their head. Here's no the one, of- we're not the gay community is not out to turn everyone gay. Then everybody
0: on that thread should hate the Dare program. Exactly. Because guess what introduces every single high school kid and junior high kid to drugs. The Dare program. <laughs>
1: See? <laughs> That's Mother Nation's... Mother Nation. Mother Nation. <laughs> Mother Nature going, You say it, girl. That's- I just don't get it.
0: We These things lead to these changes, but these things don't. No, get some consistency here, people. You
1: don't, I, I mean, think about it. If you're someone that is on the Utahns Against Common Core site and you're listening to this, if a, if you're a male and a male came up on and hit on you, are you going to go, oh, hey, what a great option. I never thought of this. Or are you going to be like, dude, I'm straight. Get the F off of me because I'm going to think that it's probably the Ladder. right and
0: imagine how much more comfortable that conversation would be if rather than just hitting on you somebody could say hey are you gay hey what are your pronouns where are we at before being like hey baby what's your number right yeah like we can have conversations to figure that out before
1: we get into predicaments where we're like i don't know what to do i froze <laughs> all right i just i do not understand why you think that asking someone i to me it's out of respect it is and because that's a kind of Especially still. for someone with me that was confused that way. For a majority of, well, I still get confused that way. People say, excuse me, sir. It's a sign of respect to ask me what my preference is.
0: Right. And I guess that's the bottom line. Students feel respected when you respect.
1: And, asking and Mother question... Nature is crying for you, Sid Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> These are tears of the Utah's against Common Core confusing <laughs> What Jesus' intent, intention was on this earth, <laughs> it was to help people and to accept people and teach them how to love themselves and to love each other. Because like Rue says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love
0: anybody else? Can I get an amen up in here? <laughs> 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 I think back to Katrina's point. So what do we do? I think we continue
1: to respect people. I'm going to just go down, down with the ship. <laughs> we no, it. I am. I'm going to go down with the ship. There have been points in my career that there were swords that I've been willing to die on. This is one of those swords because yeah. I came into this profession because I wanted to teach kids how to love themselves. You and specifically came to combat this exact pile of bullshit. Exactly. And that is my mission. I will do that or I will die trying somebody has to lead the crusade so and we know what happens to crusaders so speak out vote get informed but above all love your kids love your kids for who they are and where they are and they're gonna. and know that even if you get nervous they're gonna change their minds 50,000 million times and if they choose something that maybe you don't agree with you're gonna learn to because you love them more than you love whatever stupid indoctrination occurred to you right and more than a choice it's self discovery so once they discover who they
0: are
2: what they are what they believe in that's okay I think if the the making it okay as a parent that's the thing that leads them to be successful and happy and I think when it is a discussion that you are not willing to have or not or, or a thing that you're not willing to allow them to express or whatever it is that's when they shut down and that's when they act like their behaviors become harmful mm-hmm. and harmful potentially self destructive yep. Yep. one of the things that I've learned as a parent is that your kids come to you already wired in a, in, a, in a certain way. They are they are complete individuals unto themselves. And yes, you shape that and yes, you guide them, but there's no there's no amount of rules and enforcement of changing their personality that is gonna result in in good things. And so if you want your kids to be healthy, honestly, it's more about having these discussions and it's more about it's more about teaching unless less about enforcing and less about enforcing everybody. Forcing everybody else to force your child to, to make sure that your child is following your doctrine. Yeah. Whatever it is, whatever that may be. Whatever it is. On a positive,
0: I'm super grateful to work at a school that I don't have to worry about getting in trouble for asking
1: these questions. By the school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I go first.
1: <laughs> well, let's go with what's good.
0: Yeah, that's my what's good.
2: That's
1: your what's good. Yeah. What's your what's
2: good. Um, my what's good is I love that I work with a staff who is professional. And who is caring and kind and treat each other with caring and kindness. And uh, I love that any teacher that I mentioned this email to was equally enraged.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got a good environment. It's why we also
1: attract these kids.
2: Which is why we're not breaking the law by asking, by the way. Because yep. our parents the, our parents' rights are being honored.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm grateful for the leader of our school.
2: Now you can make me cry. <laughs>
1: That's not good. (laughs) That's Kato. But um, she does... She is the best leader that I've ever worked with. And I've had over 65 jobs in my life. (laughs) (laughs) We literally counted. (laughs) (laughs) And she will always, always do the right thing. And she is always understanding, probably to a fault. (laughs) And she's always willing to give everyone a second chance because she's... She understands that it's not just the kids that struggle, that all the adults in the room have struggles too. And I kind of owe her a big apology right now because I've been kind of a dick lately. (laughs) (laughs) But know that it's just, you're going to have to deal with it because I think I'm in the middle of menopause. I
2: never tell you that when you're being a dick.
1: (laughs) But... (laughs) I do I love you and I'm so grateful that you're my friend and that you're my boss and just to know you Mm, me too it's been a good year
2: good like long 10 years and I would say that like you like working together has helped me grow as a leader and you've made me stronger and more willing to like more more willing to stand up when I need to stand up because I do I'm too understanding which is a problem sometimes it makes it so it's hard for me to stand up for what I know I need to do (laughs) and I think you have helped me understand I think you've helped me understand and grow as an educator and grow and like understand how to love kids and how to build relationships really how to do that like because that's what I thought I was doing before I started this job and I think to some extent I was but not in not in the way that I understand it now so I appreciate working with you too it's been it's been good and I'm really proud of what we've built me too together
1: special thanks to our sponsors (laughs) um FYI CBD is really keeping me from (laughs) <laughs> losing it, <laughs> <laughs> not from losing it, like that teacher in Lehigh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so thank you to FYI CBD. If you are um, under, if you have a lot of anxiety, if you have a lot of chronic pain, I highly recommend FYI CBD. And if you use the code COAL twenty when you check out, you'll get a twenty percent discount. And C O L E 20 And then uh, Blender's Eyewear, if you want to look cool, uh, Blender's Eyewear is an awesome sunglass company that has really reasonable prices and they are based out of San Diego, California. Uh, if you use the code COLE76, uh, that is COLE 76. <laughs> you will get a I think it's 17% discount. And then finally my new favorite readers Catasaya Appliances. They're a local company out of Salt Lake City and their motto is get old own it see stuff <laughs> and uh i wasn't seeing things and they have really helped me to be able to focus on what i focus. <laughs> <laughs> and um they are an awesome awesome i never had better readers so shout out to mother nature shout out to mother nature for backing us up yeah okay. anything else okay i think we nailed it see you soon Bye. bye Bye-bye.